My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I am humbled and honored to have Julie Gleason as my guest. Julie Gleason is the creator and owner of the Art of Living Inc. company. She's an international consultant, a wisdom coach, and a career developer. And my life is richer, better, because my life has passed through and with Julie. So welcome. It's such an honor to have you. Lovely, lovely introduction. Thank you. It's fun to finally be able to do this with you. I've been threatening for three years since I started my podcast that I've been wanting to do this with you. And um, one of the things that I want people to know is that Julie and I were just talking. And the thing I love about Julie and she'll, she says this is that people will just call her on the phone and hear her voice Mm -hmm. and they begin to calm down. People listen to my voicemail and calm down. Yeah. And can, can you speak to that? What What is that? Yeah. Um, mostly those are people who have done a little work with me and they're just reminded of um, what the energy of an open heart feels like. And then their heart remembers and opens up. And so they don't really need to have an intellectual conversation. <laughs> it's funny. It makes me giggle every time I hear somebody say that. But it's the truth of it is if we're dealing with energy, which is where you and I intersect broadly, is in being able to hear the energy of health and well-being um, versus the energy of um, complexity and chaos, that the open-heartedness energy is what's built into our system. If we would quit interfering with it, it would just be our normal state. That's never going to happen because we're human, <laughs> but it's nice to know that it's, it's normal. It's sitting there waiting for us. Should we remember to look? <laughs> oh my God. I, Julie, I, um, when you say if we should, if we should look there, can you say more about that? Yeah. Um, many of my clients, because we weren't taught this as children, they don't know that built into our system is this place of uh, wisdom and warmth and deep, deep love that's normal. It's, um, It's innate to us. It's our room temperature state of mind. But because we've been both successful at and trained in the, um, fine motor skills of our intellect, let's call it the fine motor skills of our intellect. We reach for the intellect to solve our problems. And when a problem needs new thinking, the intellect only knows what we already know. And so it's a mismatch. You can never solve a complex problem using only your intellect. You have to have some fresh thinking available. And that comes from universal intelligence, which is coursing through us all the time nudging us and trying to get our attention. And we say, shut up, I'm busy. (laughs) 
makes me laugh every time I catch myself <laughs> doing it. And I do it just like just like all of us, right? But when people hear and can really feel what life is like when their heart is open, it's not like um, humming. It's not even like meditating. It's it's a state of being that is so fresh and invigorating. Um, it brings action with it. It brings insight with it. It brings wisdom with it. And it's like that proverbial beach ball. It wants to float on the top of the water all the time. And yet what we're taught as human beings is now just push down harder on the beach ball and it'll all work out. <laughs> and I did that for the first 40 years of my life and, uh, and then discovered the work of Sydney Banks and the three principles and uh, open-heartedness. And I, I couldn't believe the difference. I couldn't believe the difference and how much easier my life was and how much more effective my life was. Sort of annoying to not know that for the first 40 years, but oh, well. <laughs> when you say open-hearted, like we say it, like there's the intellectual understanding of it. Yeah. The concept. Yeah. And then there's the, I guess I would say experience of it. Yeah. So one of the things I have uh, when I speak in front of people and they ask me that question, what I'll have them do. And so let's just do this for a moment ourselves is I'll have them um, just for about 10 seconds. Remember something that was frustrating or annoying within the last 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. So okay. now stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> we don't like yeah. you to dwell there very long. And then uh, now just take a deep breath just to kind of cleanse your palate. And now think of something that um, moved you, uh, struck you with awe, made you giggle. Um, and how would you describe how your heart feels on this second one? Oh, wow. Yeah, I can feel the lightness. It's like a playfulness. It's like a lightness and playfulness. Some people describe it as a full heart. Um, some people feel like their heart's going to burst with, with joy. Um, mm. And I like to call it open heartedness because uh, if the phone rings when I'm in the middle of one of those moments of awe, my heart goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, it could even be you who I would want to talk to and who I dearly love. And my heart just at the noise of the phone ringing will go. And so then I say to myself, open back up. It's fine. Yeah. Call me Anna. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 nothing to be afraid of yeah and so i i spend a great deal of my life reminding myself to open my heart because then the intellect is more sedated mm. you know what i love julie and what you just said is that um there's no wrong making of the humanity Oh, no, no, no. The human humanity is great fun if we don't take it so seriously. And if we know that we can return to a place that, where we find comfort, no matter what's happening. Mm. But the messes are sort of, uh, well, I firmly believe they're required for us to achieve new levels of consciousness on the path that we're on, that life gave us. Like universal intelligence designed us to mess up. And we keep trying to be perfect and not mess up, which stops everything. And we're supposed to mess up. And oh my God. 
when we have that kind of room in our lives, everything gets to be more fun. Oh my God, Julie. There's, um, there's a grace that you're speaking about the messes. And I remember you saying, I think it was you, it's like life is happening for you. Yeah, it's always, well, I mean, we have a choice. Human beings are, are free will creatures. Gosh, darn it. But that's what we are. Uh, and so my favorite quote, which I've told you many times, is Albert Einstein, who said something on the order of the most important question human beings will ever answer is, um, is the universe a friendly place? And if we answer yes to that question, we have one experience of life. And if we answer no to that question, we have another experience of life. Yeah. And so that grace that you're talking about is, can only happen inside of my choice and knowing that the universe is a friendly place. Now, does that mean that everything that happens is something that I would have chosen from a menu? Absolutely not. But if I understand it as being for me, this experience that I am not enjoying, I can um, navigate the circumstances with more grace and wisdom than I can if I am trying to fight against life, which is sort of ridiculous, but I do it all the time anyway. <laughs> Me, you know, this five foot seven and a half inch woman fighting against universal life intelligence. Oh, it's not a, probably a good fight. Yeah, not a lot of bets being put on this little girl, right? <laughs> but it is, it's a whole different point of view. Yeah. And perspective. Yeah. And that one switch, and then you have a very different life based on what you're what you decide to look at. Yeah. Martin Luther, I think it was Martin Luther King said something on the order of um, that all of life's trajectory is bending towards the good, but it's a slow trajectory, mm. which again has that grace in it. It's like, yeah, I trust that it's headed the right direction and navigating these waters is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And, and, um, because what I'm hearing is also a paradox. What you're talking about is a paradox right now. Point out the paradox to me. That, that the paradox is the whole of its good, but in the moment, the circumstances, the water of turbulence doesn't appear that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to stay away from the words good and bad because they come with energy. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that the universe is up to something that's beneficial. Yes. Right? And um, sometimes that means mm -hmm. uh, circumstances that I wouldn't necessarily choose. And you may notice one of the reasons that I appear so calm is because I work very, very, very deeply to speak as neutrally as possible. I, I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Because I speak to that. Yeah. Language carries energy. Mm -hmm. So if I think someone's a jerk. Oh, wow. Mike, can you feel your heart close? Yeah, and what's so interesting is how I know you. Mm. It actually shocked my system. Yeah. Because I didn't have a reference point for knowing you in that language. Correct. 
That's correct. I, because I would never say that. I use it only as a as an example, right? Yeah. So in my world, human beings, a hundred percent of us have hearts that are wide open and good as gold. And a hundred percent of us are so messy as to be ridiculous. And that's the true paradox in my world is how do I understand both of those? Well, the only way I can do that in uh, and maintain my bearings and access to fresh thinking and wisdom is to have as little noisy energy coming out of my mouth and my body as possible. And so I attempt to describe situations I'm in neutrally. That doesn't mean avoiding what's going on. It means not reaching for the judgment button about something that I don't care for. By the way, this saved my marriage to do this because the first five years of my marriage were not neutral. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I had an insight that maybe I should look at things much more neutrally than I was. And uh, that includes myself, like not judging myself in any other way than neutrally. You, you had once shared with me um, to find things interesting. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's possible to have an open heart and not be interested in everything. Mm. I mean, when my heart is open, I, uh, as I said to you when I first got on this this call, this Zoom session, is the window behind you today looks like a, a painting. And that comes from open-heartedness. And I'm very interested in why the light makes it look that way. So open-heartedness brings fascination, which is a form of open-hearted curiosity and interested, being interested in things. But we can only be interested in what we're interested in. You can't force that. It's one of the things that the intellect can't make us do. Like, yeah, go listen to this training and... You'll be interested in it. Yeah, well, not probably not. Not unless it's um, part of the journey I'm on. It's funny, it's because what I'm seeing is the minute I become interested in it, my heart goes with it. My heart opens up. Yeah. Or if I'm open-hearted, I become interested. I was gonna say, I don't even know which one of those comes first, right? Yeah. But then maybe they toggle back and forth. But I know when I'm at my most frustrated and ask my husband, I get there. Um, I, one of the things that will sometimes catch me enough so that I, uh, know I'm out of balance is, um, I notice that I'm not curious at all about what's happening. Okay. I think I know how it is and how it should be. That's the intellect. Anything that has the should or the, or any flavor of judgment, so here's the things that here are the things that are um, heart closing, looking for approval, looking for security, looking for control, and feeling separated. Those are the four things. And judgment triggers all three of, or all four of those, right? Judgment of ourselves. Now we're looking for approval. Judgment of the situation. Now we don't feel safe. Judgment of um, what's going on and my part in it, that's the control issue, right? And then um, judgment in general separates us from that feeling of being one. So one of the reasons that you and I 
work so well together and are such good friends is because we can drop into this place of, of communion, of oneness. And that's what all of us are longing to re-experience yeah. all the time. It's like taking a warm bath with you when I'm with you. I mean, that sounds, it just, it's like yeah. having your favorite cup of tea. I'm having my favorite cup of tea. Right. And taking a hot bath and feeling right. so at home. Right. Or in my case, going and standing in the produce aisle at Whole Foods. Right. It feels yeah. the same way. It's like inner, like healthy, clean, calm energy. Mm-hmm. And from that clean energy, we can work out anything. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible that wants to happen from universal intelligence. So mm-hmm. I can't do what's not mine to do the low that I may try. (laughs) So when we feel like nothing's going our way, we might want to consider that life doesn't want us to go that direction. And we might want to get, now here's where the curiosity comes back in, curious about what does life really want of us? It's a question nobody even was taught to ask. Say more about that question, because that I, I, um, having watched you and worked with you around career, Mm. that's a question it's like um along with your neutral looking at neutral you're always it seems to me you're interested in that question what does life really want from me oh yeah it's the it's the overriding navigation tool of my life which is i can tell energetically if I'm floating down the river I'm supposed to be on, or if I'm trying to swim upstream or get out of the river entirely. Mm-hmm. And that um, feeling of having energy move me along in the right direction um, and the ease with which that happens that allows my heart to open, I know that's what I sometimes call a calling or my design. And everybody's got one of those and it's different for everybody. And when, and when we find out what that is or can feel what it is and go that direction, miracles start to happen. Synchronicities start to happen. We feel terrific and we have a load of energy because we're not fighting with life anymore. So I know this is my plug for you because I love to plug you more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're, because you're brilliant at what you do. Mm. And I've, I've had the, um, I've been blessed by the good fortune of receiving your gift Mm -hmm. and that's around design and you're having um at the end of september i believe you're doing a design yes yes and i'd like you to speak more about that yeah it's a public design workshop it's three days i'm going to look at the exact dates i should have them on the tip of my fingers it's september 28th 29th and 30th Um, and it's a small group of people probably no more than five or six And what we'll spend the days doing is finding out individually um, as a collective, watching each person through an interview process, discover who they were born to be, not as a career, but as a direction in life. Like what's the thing that they decided life needed And they were born in order to bring as much of that as possible to the world. And then when we pass away, we go back and report on how we did. And when we 
But when we do that and then find out how it plays out in a balanced version, how it plays out in an out of balance version, and then what to do with that going forward in life, you a you know those people better than anybody you've ever known in your entire life, and so they remain your friends forever. And B, you know yourself in a way where you're not insecure very much anymore. I, I really, um, I would you be willing to share a little bit about balanced and out of balance? Because um, when you said it, it, um, it had me think of somebody and go, oh, I didn't see it correctly. Mm. I saw the gift of them. Mm and what it looks like out of balance, but I'd like you to bring that up because it's powerful. Yeah, they're not opposites. Um, the, the thing that um, both breaks my heart and delights me is that when human beings are hard on ourselves, what we're doing is beating ourselves up for getting close to the mark of living our life well, but we don't know we're close to the mark. So we think, for instance, I often have people who are in technical fields or even some creatives that are like architects or designers, something like that, who are looking at spaces and really uh, need discernment to be able to tell how to make the spaces lovely. Um, they're often very, very critical by nature. And criticism is too much discernment. It's discernment with a closed heart is what it is. And so if you begin to understand when you catch, when we catch ourselves being critical or judgmental of ourselves or another or a situation, there's probably something that we do want to point out, but it, we need to back up and do less of that so that we can drop back down into discernment and open our hearts. And now we can see what it is that's bugging us. It um, So for the listeners who's here, I, I've had the experience of doing this design work with Julie. And I want to share with everybody my experience. It was the first time in my life I felt listened to and seen. Mm. And it was profound. And I swear, Anna, that's because I was born a twin. And mm. I had to discern from the time I was a zygote. <laughs> 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 like there's always been another with me and so either you compete which didn't feel very good or discern and so I've been discerning my entire life and so listening to people for who they actually are is is feels like that well what else would you do with a human being <laughs> right <laughs> that's how design works by the way it seems so natural yours to you that you assume everybody else sees the world that way and behaves that way and when they don't we're outraged right right and so that sense of being seen and being known talk about um being bathed in a nature walk or with with a warm bath i mean people long to be seen and heard and known and they don't know it's possible yeah but you also have perfect pitch. I do. I was born with perfect pitch when I was a, going to be a piano virtuoso and then broke my wrist and didn't go, didn't go there. But I did have the ability to um, hear perfect pitch. Haven't, well, tested, haven't tested it for a while, but I'm, I, I know, well, I, think, I know I listen to energy that way. 
But you do, you listen to love that way. I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering if love has a certain vibration or quality or sound yeah. to it. Yeah, when I'm doing design, I have to explain to people, and I probably did this with you, um, that it, part of it is almost like a seance because I hear who people are in musical tones first. I hear chords, which to me is how the energy shows up. Mm-hmm. And then I have to translate that into English. <laughs> which takes a quiet moment towards the end of every person's design. I have to just be, I have to send people on a break, go walk around the parking lot, (laughs) right? Read a book, check your email, whatever it is you want to do. But yeah, love does have a certain energy. And I think for each one of us, it's attached to who we are by design. And that when we are loving from that place, it includes everything and everybody. And when we try and love what's not from a place that's not ours to love, it gets all weirded out. It's a technical term. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing that um, knowing your design, for me, I can only share my experience and I'm curious what other people, but what it did is it grounded me. That's, that's its, that's what I long to have it do for most people. Yes. Um, and when people feel like they're floating off into the universe with all the chaos, I'll ask them, have they reread their design? And they say, no. <laughs> and I'll go back. I'll say, well, just call it up and, and read it. And then the, the energy of their voice changes because it, the cells of their heart um, know that that's the truth of them. And it's like a resetting thing. So, you know, the heart math people, H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H, have been studying the heart for years, 35, 36 years. And they discovered that there are brain cells in the heart as well as in the in the brain. And that the brain cells in the heart are the ones that are responsible for actions that we take from love. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are the, from the wisdom brain cells and the creative brain cells and the open-hearted brain cells. And nobody knew they were there. And now heart math has been studying this for 35 years. And it turns out if we can be in coherence with our, the beating of our own hearts, that our physiology rebalances and the world begins to rebalance. Mm. Yeah. And so all of this, like neutral language and being known so you're stable, all of that is encouraging the heart to do the thinking rather than the mind. You know, Julie, one of the gifts um, that you have is your presence and the Mm. energy state that you live in. Thank you. Because you're... um, I understand right now about entrainments Mm -hmm. where people entrain together. Mm -hmm. You're so grounded in your heart Mm. that without saying words, you're inviting people to feel their own heart. Yeah. Yeah. In a safe spot. Yeah, that is true. And it's powerful because if we, um, 
I feel like I'm in a secret. I feel like I found the best diner in the whole wide world (laughs) that nobody knows about when I'm with you. Mm. Yeah. And then the question that I always have is how do we um, encourage people to know that this is built into the system? That this isn't unique to Anna, that this isn't unique to Julie. Yeah. This is our birthright to be aware of and fully um, experiencing open-heartedness, wisdom, and fresh thinking. And I didn't know that for the longest time. I remember where I was standing when I realized that, oh my goodness, life was meant to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I've just never forgotten that insight. It just struck me right across the forehead. Because that was not true for me up until that point. I thought I needed to get ahead and get all my lists done before I could actually enjoy my life. Mm. Not so. It's supposed to be as we go that we enjoy life. I One of the things I remember about you and like to support that is you always take time to enjoy your lunch. I do. And you make that day, that space and time in the middle of your day. And it's such a simple act. Yeah. And yet it's such a, um, a reverent act. It's, I love that word. I love that you chose that word because that is my experience of my lunchtime is it's a, it's a place of reverence. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me that, uh, I'm included in the conversations I'm in. Yeah. That's the experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, Julie, we are at the end of our time. Oh my gosh, it goes so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Fastest 30 minutes. Exactly. Um, It's, this is all your workshops going to be listed and I'm going to plug it, but is there any place else that people can find you? And it'll all be listed in the blog, but I really want to make sure people who hear this, they get the gift experiencing you from here, but also on their own. Probably my website is the best place. That's where all of my um, blog posts are posted. And that's um, the art of living inc.com. So the art of living inc.com. Uh, it's not I N K. It's I N C. And they can sign up for the newsletter um, there, or um, any time that if if I'm emailing with you, it's also there's a link at the bottom of my emails to do that. Um, and you also have a Tuesday uh, monthly pro, uh, weekly or program that you do. That's yes, membership. that we started during the pandemic. That's called Growing More Peaceful Even Now, and we did it for free for the first year, and then it was taking enough of our time that we decided we would charge forty five dollars a month for four calls a month. It, it's one hour calls, and people just drop into those um, Tuesdays for a hit of this space it's like a it's like a refreshing moment to remember who they actually are and people listen to the recordings afterwards i I record all of them and put them on a playlist so people can go back and and watch what happened and and re-experience it again but those have been life life savers for myself and many people who were longing for community when we were all so separated or felt like we were Oh, beautiful. It has been such a delight. Yeah. Thanks for asking about that. Yes. And I love you very much. And I'm so glad that we 
are carrying on with the work we were intended to do. Yeah, thank you so much, Julie. Okay. Thank you.